This is Power Lunch, exclusively on Lightning Power Play via the iHeartRadio app. Well, obviously they have a, a skilled group over there, so we have to play you know, well defensively and you know, limit their chances. I think we haven't been as consistent as, as possible for you know, the de- uh, defensive side of things. So, you know, this time of year, you're obviously gearing up for playoffs and, and making sure your, your game's top notch. Last game, we had a great first period, second period, not so much. So, uh, just looking to get a you know three-period effort, um, making sure our game is is well-rounded. I think for as many offensive weapons as we have, I think if we play good defense, that's obviously going to lead offense. Oh yes, Zach Bogosian, play good defense. It's something we've discussed. Six more games left on the schedule. Tonight's a pretty big one. If you believe that regular season games this late in the season matter. That is something that we can certainly dive into. I am Greg Linnelli. It is Power Lunch here on Lightning Power Play. And Dave Mishkin is with me. Steve Versnick's our producer. And we are streaming live on Twitter Spaces. Steve, I can hear a little bit of an echo in the background, but that might just be on your end as we continue to do these things. And there you go. It's off. Love it. Dave, are you still with me? You just never know. Yeah. Okay. He hit the switch. Fortunately, he didn't. <laughs> turn me off <laughs> listen i don't mind listening to myself echo <laughs> yeah. believe me i, I, I do the whole show no 60 I, minutes 60 minutes it. but we're starting to see obviously uh people that want to chime in with us today line up and listen to us on twitter spaces which is a great thing we want to say hello to everybody right now who's lined up and again if you do have a question or a comment you can talk to dave and me uh for the next hour which well, is well i have a question greg is it for me? If you were doing the show by yourself, yes. would you be able to produce a full 60? Would I be able to produce a full 60? <laughs> You're very skeptical of the notion of a full 60 as it relates to That's hockey. actually a great question by you. I, I was going to say, can it. I do a full 60? I was like, Dave, I used to do a four-hour talk show in Pittsburgh by myself. Like, one would hour. Would you term it as full, though? Or you know what? Were there Listen, some empty calories in there? There were no empty calories for me. No? No. Probably. <laughs> There probably, there probably were. There were probably some. No but I'm here, that. and so are the fans on Twitter Spaces, and well, this in the old-fashioned way too. They can just write us. This is yes at Bolts Radio. We've got a lot of response, Dave. I put up the poll question that you and I discussed a bit yesterday. I, I created a poll question out of it because I wanted to see where our fans were when it came to the Lightning heading into the playoffs. By the way, Luke Fox from Sportsnet will be joining us at twelve thirty. We'll talk to him about the Maple Leafs. What's the status on some of their players tonight? It does look like Austin Matthews. Well, now I'm seeing a report here, partner. It says he's skating with the scratches. Seems unlikely to play tonight. That's from Kevin McGran. Kevin is, let's see here, the world's only hockey reporter without a podcast. (laughs) That's his Twitter (laughs) timeline. So that's that's yeah, Kevin's to, credentials. We have to plead guilty on that. We have one. to plead guilty on that one. But I, that's at least initial word coming out of that. Well, it sounded like Matthews was close, but you know what? This this feeds into this whole notion about like how important are these final games to to field your best possible lineup, and what's more important, making sure Austin Matthews is ready to go for Game One of the playoffs. Yeah, and now. Um, Mark Masters from TSN says, Sheldon Keefe confirms Austin Matthews and Jake Muzzin are out. Coach stresses there's no extra concern with Matthews. He is close to playing and looked good this morning. And let's face it. Well, he scored three the last time the Lightning were at Amelie, and he's he's still at 58, so he's missed the last two. Now it'll be three. 
due to an injury, but he got yeah. a couple of games. I think he had an, an assist or two, but he's been at 58 for a little bit now. I mean, he got from 50 to 58 in the blink of an eye. What did you know, Stamkos like say? He's going to blow past 60, and now what are they going to have left? Toronto will have they have what six games left? Four games. Four games, have four games yeah. left. And one's a back to back, or or two of them, I guess, are in a back to back set at Florida at Washington this weekend. So we'll see. But again, I, mean, I guess if you were to ask Austin Matthews what's more important, making sure you're ready to go for game one of the playoffs or or putting you back in the lineup when you're not quite a hundred percent so you can get to sixty, I think he would say, I want to make sure I'm ready for the playoffs. He'd say goaltending. <laughs> <laughs> Probably so. Not an option. Muzzin is back from a long-term injury, a concussion, played a handful of games, sat out one, came back, played one, and now he's been out a couple. So unrelated to the earlier injury, but I think they're being cautious with him as well. Yes, and why wouldn't you? That's one, though, you you said to me before we went on the air, like if if you're looking at Jake Muzzin, just because he's been out for so long, you'd probably like to get him some game reps before the playoffs begin. More and, game reps. And, partner, let's face it, too. As we've seen with different athletes, concussions are not equal opportunity. I mean, Muzzin could get touched, and the concussion comes back, and he's out. Or, you know, it could take a, a really big hit for him to to feel it. So what I'm saying is you could hold him out theoretically, but who's to say that game one, round one, an innocent-looking play, and all of a sudden he's got concussion-like symptoms. That's the mm-hmm. weird thing about concussions. You just don't know. My take would be... I understand if you want to shake off the rust, maybe you play him a game or two, but he's a pretty big piece, I think, when he's yeah. healthy for that back end. I'm not sure I'd, I'd waste it. When Let's face it. I know the Lightning have an outside chance to get to second place in the Atlantic. Partner, I'm kind of looking at Toronto, and then it's either Tampa Bay or Boston in that first round. We don't know. But, I, I mean, if you're Toronto, you're not really moving up in the standings, are you? I mean, you're basically... Yeah, I think number two, and I, that's no disrespect to Tampa Bay and Boston. I just, I think that's just where we are right now. The odds are stacked against them that they would yeah. catch the Panthers. They're actually closer to the Panthers than the two teams that are tied for first in the Metropolitan. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's a very slim opening for them to to try and catch the Panthers, and it's equally slim that either the Lightning or the Bruins will catch them. So they're probably looking at the second seed. They're going to play the third-place team. They're going to have home ice. But getting 60 goals is not nothing. And I'm sure if there's any way that they can set Matthews up to try and hit that goal, they'd love to do it. But not at the expense of his health as it relates to what they are going to do in the playoffs. No doubt. I mean, ask Steven Stamkos how nice it is to get 60, right, when they already had it. Was it the last game of the season? And he even said, you know, that would have been tough to swallow if I was at 59, <laughs> you yeah. know, I think I just, it's a nice round number. Now, again, I think you have to put it in perspective. At what cost are you getting that 60? Uh, look, Matthews is liable to get it on the first two shifts of the next game he plays. I mean, he's he's that talented and yeah. his line mates are very talented. But I don't know if I would go chasing it. Understanding where Toronto is in their ascension, potentially, as a team that wants to move beyond the first round. And it likely could be the Tampa Bay Lightning, which is kind of interesting the way this game is shaping up. I think not having Muzzin and Matthews takes a little bit of the the limelight off this game. Although, partner, I think for the Lightning, especially after we heard from John Cooper 
uh, after the game against the Red Wings, uh, he'd like to see them start to tighten things up, even though I don't want to say he backtracked a bit today. I think he also understands big picture. They've done pretty well, all things considered, coming off back-to-back cups, and, and this year they're, they're going to the playoffs. But no question, I think he wants to see the level of urgency and attention to detail raise a bit more tonight. Yeah, and and find a level of consistency, which is what we talked about yesterday and what we heard from Bogosian in that opening clip. And yeah. as I said yesterday, it's not like they've been consistently subpar. They've shown flashes of of terrific play. Play that if we see that in the playoffs, like the Lightning are in really good shape. It's just that they have then followed that or or the solid play has been preceded by really loose play. Right. Hedman was asked about, I think, kind of the the fits and starts recently. And I'm paraphrasing here, but he basically said, you know, the playoffs are a whole different ball game. Essentially saying, we'll be ready. We're going to find out. Which is what, you know, look, you and I, 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 I've probably been more vocal about it, but I, I think you and I are, are somewhat aligned. I don't want to speak for you, but I, I do think what you're seeing right now in terms of the play and the inconsistencies, I think gets cleaned up for the Lightning once the playoffs begin. Now, I think it's a fair question to ask whether or not that's good enough to win remains to be seen. It's a different team this year than it was last year. We can we can quibble about the personnel and who came, who went, who's here, who's not here, and the opponent, too. You know, the opponents are different every year, and there's different motivating factors for each opponent year in and year out. You and I have discussed the the burning desire for this team to win a third cup in a row, but I think there's also a burning desire for teams like Carolina, Florida, mm-hmm. and some other teams to Toronto. get beyond. Yeah, and Toronto to get beyond where they've been eliminated in previous years. By the way, tonight, you know, we talk about the Lightning not having Matthews, not having Muzzin, or excuse me, the the Maple Leafs not having mm-hmm. those two key players. You're going against Shogren tonight in that. Yeah. Campbell's going to play in Florida, and then Shogren's back against Washington. So that's how that's they're doing workload. their goaltending. Yeah. Kind of like the Lightning have talked about doing with Vasilevsky. Right. Except Vasilevsky's getting three of the four games this week. Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, Elliott, Saturday. But it sounds like, as we talked about earlier in the week, Coop seemed to indicate that that in the final week it might be Elliott getting two of the three starts. And they may just alternate. You know, Vassy gets Sunday, Elliot gets Tuesday, maybe Vassy gets the Thursday game at Columbus, and then Elliot gets the finale. I mean, we'll see if it plays out that way. But that's definitely what the Maple Leafs are doing. Yeah. Where they don't really have like a crazy busy final stretch, but they are playing three and four tonight against the Lightning, and then those those games Saturday at Florida, Sunday at Washington, which it's not an easy back-to-back, as we've talked about a lot, when Washington and one of the Florida teams are involved in a back-to-back set. But they're just going a straight rotation. Campbell played the last game. Shogren's getting tonight and the Sunday game. Campbell's getting the Saturday game. And then they'll have two left at home during the final week. We are on Twitter Spaces, so if anybody out there, and we've got a number of people listening that routes, if you want to ask us a question, I guess you do what you like, do what you did in school, raise your hand. Although, partner, when I was in school, I didn't raise my hand. I mm-hmm. just interjected, and that's why probably the teacher got 
Well, you're going to say you had to be called on. Well, sometimes, you know, when you more, didn't raise your hand. Sometimes they did that in college, which I hated those smaller mm. classes where you had 20, 25 people. And I was always one of those people, believe it or not. I made every class. I'd kind of sit in the back, you know, maybe mid, mid to back of the classroom. And, you know, I just don't call on me. If I'm not going to raise my hand, don't call on me. And if you're going to call on me, really, what, what are we doing here? You know, if I know the question, I know the answer to the question, I'll raise my hand. Memo to teachers out there. Mm-hmm. Memo to teachers out there. By the way, we should mention some potential historic numbers hit tonight. Stamkos needs one point yep. to set the franchise record. Nikita Kucherov is at 599 points. Alex Cohen is at 398 points, two away from 400. Some nice round numbers. And Braden Point, I've been writing this down in my pregame notes. I don't write a lot of pregame notes. You see what I bring into the booth, Greg. I kind of write down. You bring in your dinner. That's it. Well, that. I do have a thumbnail (laughs) sketch of some things that I think are noteworthy in case something happens. Either they're noteworthy, so I should note them and talk about them. And or something might happen in the game that would lead to something noteworthy, like Stamkos getting three points the other night. I knew that he was three points shy of Marty, so he tied Marty for the franchise point record. But I've been writing down over the last, well, I got to look up and see when he had his when he had his assists. But point has been at 199 assists. I would say for like five games. He has the one assist in his last eight games. And that one assist got him to 199. That is strange for a couple reasons. First of all, it's rare to see Braden Point go eight games with only one assist. But what's equally weird about it is that Kucherov has been getting points like crazy during the same time frame. I think he has seven goals and nine points during those same eight games. How many power play points? I mean, now typically they're both but on points the same out there power with play. Them yeah, on that's the power I mean. play. Typically they've been there together. Yeah, and they're playing curious. on the same line. So it's yeah. just that Kucherov is getting his points and point is like there are two assists and then points the next guy to touch the puck yeah, right, right. on a lot of these. But Braden is at 199 assists. So who knows? We could have we could have a goal scored if Kalorn gets a point. I'm thinking of four guys. All right, let's 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 take Kalorn out. What if we have a goal that includes Stamkos, Kucherov, and Point? Kucherov gets 600 points. Stamkos sets the record, and Point with an assist gets 200 assists. That'd be a That'd pretty, be pretty memorable sweet. goal. That would be pretty sweet. That would be. Or if you're going to give Kalorn a point ahead of time, and take one of those other guys out, we'll include Stamkos because Stamkos's point would set the record. Kalorn could get to 400 points. By the way, like that. what's interesting about that is that, you know, Stamkos is going to be the franchise leader in scoring. But if Kucherov does get point number 600 tonight, I think in some ways a little ironic because I think he is the one guy, if he stays healthy, he could be the franchise leader when it's all said and done. Now, that's not to take away what Stamkos may or may not accomplish beyond this year. You've often been heard to say about Kucherov. I, j- I just feel like that guy, uh, we haven't seen a two-point player. Have we ever seen a two-point player? Gretzky, probably the, the closest thing. I know Lemieux came close. Uh, I, that's not going to happen with Kucherov, but you do feel like more on more than one occasion, 
throughout an 82 game season, Kucherov's picking up two points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's the, I think he's the one guy that could challenge. Yeah, the days of 160 like point regular yeah, gonna seasons. That's going to be tough. Are over. Although but, everyone's writing now about the increased scoring. Have you seen that? Well, they've listened to the show, Dave. ESPN clearly. did a story on I know. it. The Athletic did a story on it. I know. I know. They probably have way more info than than we had because we were just kind of spitballing, talking to to people. No, who came but on you the had the show, foresight but... to bring it up because you saw a trend happening, and then I think we started to talk about it enough that, let's face it, the national guys will listen to Lightning Radio, specifically mm-hmm. Power Lunch, and I can't blame them for that. Um, but, but I'm glad at least people were talking about it. And honestly, for the sake of the league, I hope we see the scoring continue. I think what we all want to see is does this keep up in the playoffs? Because I don't yeah. know. Is it more exciting to see in a playoff game 6-5 or 2-1? Because, partner, we have seen 2-1 games in the playoffs, I think just because of what's at stake, be just as exhilarating as a high-scoring game. Heartburn medicine will... yes be consumed at a higher rate by coaching staffs if that's the case it will it will you ever get nervous for a, uh, a big game like yeah. something like that you know just yeah. the, you can't wait to get to the arena yeah i think that's i good. have it i have it when i'm off the air when i'm on the air you're good i'm focusing on what yeah. needs to happen and i don't really feel it but yeah. i have had playoff games really playoff games not so much regular season games where I'm calling the game and I'm so dialed into what's happening and then the game ends and I realize like all of a sudden I'm drenched in sweat. That's amazing, isn't it? It's almost like your body. It's after the game, right? Yeah. I don't really think I'm sweating during the game and then like that that stress release or something. That's pretty cool. Then you feel exhausted and you're like, I got to mm-hmm. do it again in a couple of days. We've got a And then question. I have a clear path to my car because I'm just reeking. <laughs> well, unlike I don't know I'm, if that's the case. That's let's face it. Because you're higher up on the food chain, you don't have to walk two miles to your car each and every game. I that do. That is true. I do, and I got to tell you, it's kind of nice. Well, leaving. where do you park on on game nights? Pork garage. It's the pork garage. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm exaggerating there on morning skates miles. sometimes. Yeah. I'm exaggerating the two mile walk. It's probably a half a mile. Yeah, but you know, look. When I get there, when I get there, it's still sunny outside. I'm you're passing. You're, you're passing some revelers on your way to. Well, the I tell you what, the end, my friend, because I, I drive got... past there. Yeah. For game nights, I get to park in the Iorio garage. Yes, yes. Which is a lot closer, but sometimes it's a little bit more difficult to get through traffic. Yeah. But when I get through the traffic, I'm definitely passing a lot of pedestrians and happy folks, whether the Lightning have won or lost, yeah. <laughs> at some of those establishments around the Port Garage. Luke Fox, but I by usually, the way. I usually park there on morning skate days. Yeah, yeah. No, no. It's it's yeah. fine. You know, the only thing is, like, when you're in a suit and it's just, it's 85, mm-hmm. and, like, I have to either bring another shirt with me or I've got a, a towel. But at night, it's nice because you're out there walking with the crowd, so to speak. Some know yeah. where they are. Others don't, which is nice. But it, it's always fun. By the way, Luke Fox is going to come on at some point beyond 1230. He's got a Toronto radio hit that he does. But, he's a busy um, man. The Leafs also changed some. He's plans a busy on man him. with us. He is. He's. How many times has he come on with us this year? Probably. He was on. He was on with us in Toronto <laughs> in the booth. Uh-huh. He was on with us power lunch the last time the Leafs and Lightning. And played, he came on for the podcast. and in the booth with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is his fourth appearance at least. You know what that means? That just means he likes us. That means That's he that gets means. a Lightning Radio sticker. <laughs> <laughs> probably probably I don't, I don't think he'd wear that around maybe he would i don't know I, I i couldn't blame if he did um we do have a poll question out who do you want to see the lightning face in the first round since you and i kind of mentioned that 
yesterday and the four options, and I think I have basically the four options that are are possible. Carolina, mm-hmm. the Rangers, Toronto, and Panthers. Yeah. And you had in there who do you want to see, it. not who do you want to avoid. Who do you want to see? Okay. Yeah, who do you want to see the Lightning face in the first round? And so far, we've had 159 votes. The Boy, this is really interesting. Uh, Carolina's at 29%. The Rangers and Maple Leafs are at 30 And the Panthers are at 11%. Yeah. I'm not surprised based on how formidable the Panthers look. Yes. You might think Carolina would be a little bit lower. I wonder if fans are, are looking at the injuries Carolina is having and how they are trending right now. Like, they aren't exactly knocking it out of the park themselves. Well, the Anderson injury is interesting because Brent Brent Moore said, at least the quote I saw today, we still have some time. Check back with check back with me in about a week, mm-hmm. and we'll get on. So it looks like Stahl is going to play tonight. Okay, because you so and I his discussed, injury wasn't severe. Yeah, you and I were discussing that. You know, what's a bigger loss there? Um, I actually think Stahl, if he's out for an extended period of time, because I don't know how much difference there is with their goaltenders when it comes to Anderson and Can- and um, Ranta. We'll see if, right. if that's true. That's I, I guess that's disrespectful to Anderson. I don't want to say no. no well, when you Anderson, say but. when you say who's more valuable to a team in the playoffs, and you were to say just kind of hypothetically a garden variety team, the goaltender or the third line center. In most instances, you would say the goaltender, but in this instance, the third line center for Carolina happens to be their captain. Far and away their best face-off man. A big, strong guy who kills penalties and is really as much of a glue guy as they have on their team. I think they have glue guys on their team, but he's the captain of that team for a reason. He is a really important piece on that Carolina team. He is. You know, his offensive numbers down a lot this year, but Jordan Stahl's never been a a huge goal scorer. He's always been a bigger guy who can skate and win faceoffs, and is really tough to play against. And if he's your third line center, again, this kind of goes back to his days when he was at Pittsburgh. Uh, that's probably where he's he's most valuable. And that's mm-hmm. we talk about depth. That's depth. Jordan Stahl is your third line center or even fourth line center at this point. That speaks to how good your team is. But it's interesting, and you know the votes are continuing to pour in. I agree when it comes to the Panthers. I think that's a team you want to avoid. But, you know, we'll get into some responses here, partner. Jester47 says, not the Leafs. Tom Farkas says, until the Leafs can demonstrate they can win a first-round series, I would want to play them. Their goaltending is unproven and just not a very physical team. I mean, that's... So we have one vote that's pro-Leafs and one vote that's anti-Leafs in that Correct. how much faith do you have in the Leafs? And yeah. do you see Charles Barkley said this say? is the year the Leafs are going to win a playoff series? Really? He didn't say they're going to win the Cup. So wait a minute here. Barkley has learned a little bit about hockey from his buddy John Cooper. Well, I, I wonder if say. he's going to change his mind if the Lightning are the first well, round opponent. Well, I was going to say, has, has Charles looked at the standings? Because the way it's right now... He'd be voting against his friend. Mm-hmm. Would Chuck do that? I don't and know. And can I call him Chuck? I probably can. I'm going Dusty... to find it. was Mark Masters who had it. Let me see. Okay. He had, Checking. of course, I got to scroll down here. 
Actually, he retweeted. It was from TSN. No pressure, but Charles Barkley guaranteed it. I am guaranteeing, quote, I am guaranteeing that the Maple Leafs are going to win a series this year. Charles Barkley. Well, he's going to change that if he finds out it's it's Tampa Bay. Although knowing Charles, not obviously as well as anybody, but just I could see him. I could see him staying with that and just saying, look, I I, I chose him and I, I picked Ernie. Ernie, I picked him. I picked him, Ernie. <laughs> well, but here's the thing. There's some credence to that because at some point, these elite players they have on their team, they are going to will the Maple Leafs, Maple Leafs, excuse me, across the finish line for at least a series. I mean, there have been a lot of really good teams with really good players that have failed right. to win the Stanley Cup, but usually really good teams with really good play- players do win a series. You win a series, right? Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> I think it is going to be a matter of time for Toronto, Yeah, and their team has the feel of a club that is going to take a step forward this year based on what they've gone through the last few years, or kind of the memory of what has happened in the past is going to weigh them down. I think that's what's going to... When they hit some adversity in the playoffs, how are they going to handle it? That's the question. How do you look at the Leafs this year compared to previous years? I think they have... Well, we heard it from Luke. I think, first of all, their penalty killing is better. Yeah. We heard that from Luke the last time he came on. So their special teams are outstanding. They're number one on power play and number seven in penalty killing, which is an improvement... But they've also scored 13 shorthanded goals, which is tops in the league. So they've been a threat when they've been shorthanded. And I do think even though they are in the bottom half of team defense, this is something we got into amongst ourselves. We were kind of speculating and and talking about it and and mentioned it to Luke a little bit too when he said it was the goaltending. But if they are defending better, why are their numbers not better? And what he said was, you know, their goaltending for, for a portion of the year let them down. And that is going to be a question. But if, as a team, they are defending better than they have in years past, that will help them, I think. And then, like, Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner, not only are they really good players, two of the top players in the league, they have pride. They know what, what happened in the playoffs last year. They didn't produce they're going to have a hunger this year, I think. Now, does that mean that if the Lightning get them, they can't beat them? No. I just think that they are better equipped to to take a step forward this year. But, you know, I was talking, not that I talked to him a lot, but Scotty Bowman was in the, the press box, as he often is, because he comes to a lot of the games, and Joe Smith and I were, were chatting with him a little bit about the Leafs. And I forget how it came up. And I said, well, what do you think? Do you think that what happened to them in the past will motivate them or weigh them down with pressure? And he was like, pressure. <laughs> so that's what Scotty Bowman said. And I guess until you like do Toronto. it, until you do it, you're going to have those questions. But I understand where Barkley is coming from. Even I if he is not the main sport that he follows. I wonder if Scotty Bowman would use that same logic for teams like Carolina and the Panthers, too. Or if it's because it's Toronto, where yeah, they play. Yeah, they've and, had, I mean, how many Game 7s yeah. or, or deciding games have they lost? A lot. Yeah, I think four in the last four years, right? Am I remembering right? 18, 19, 20, and 21, yeah. That's impressive. I'm including their five-game series loss to Columbus in the bubble. Yeah. 
Uh, Dusty says Seattle, <laughs> <laughs> which wouldn't be an option. Hey, they beat Colorado uh, last night. They did. I want to get to that because we had somebody tweeted us about that that game specifically. Nick, who is uh, listening to us on Twitter Spaces, by the way, and if you want to listen to us there, you can and ask us a question. You can raise your hand. We'll click on you and you can talk to us. He said, doesn't matter. Same outcome from whoever we face. Uh, Med for All says, voted for the Rangers. Uh, Anthony said, who cares? Get in the playoffs playing the right way. When the Bolts play that way, they can beat anyone. Let's go Bolts. Well, that is true. And I think, you know, Dave, something you said, and I brought this up to uh, the guys on DAE, Pat and Aaron. I thought something you said yesterday really resonated more so than other times when you said, look, the Lightning aren't playing bad hockey. They're playing inconsistent hockey. I, I mm-hmm. think that's basically, I'm paraphrasing, yeah, but I think that was the exactly. gist of what you said. And for me, I then added another layer to that, and I said, that speaks to me of a team that is pretty bored, that mentally they're just not as sharp. Because how else would you explain at times they look really good and at times they don't? Sure, physically you could sit there and say, Greg, I just un- I don't think this is the same team we saw the last two years. Okay, fair point. But, you know, the, the, points, the points they've accumulated this year and – how they've played at times this year when they've been really rolling, I think would suggest that's not a correct comparison. And that it's more likely, to me, it's one of two things. I don't think it's a talent issue with this Lightning team. I think it's mentally bored or just mentally going through the motions or they're tired. And I don't think we're going to find that out until the playoffs start. I refuse to judge this team on how they've done the last couple of months when they've been pretty inconsistent. And I'll, I'll mm. stay with that line of thinking and say, for me, it doesn't really matter. And I know that may frustrate some people out there because they want me to find holes in this team and be the reason why they are struggling. I'm just not going to go there yet. I will concede that, for me, the issues for this team as to why they've been inconsistent is they're either mentally bored or they're fatigued. But I don't know if I can look at that fairly and accurately when it comes to judging this team until I see what happens in the playoffs because I've always maintained that they are going to get to another level and that usually means they're going to be mentally dialed in and if they're mentally dialed in, you usually can find another level physically to get to during the most important time of the year. But I do concede that there are a lot of people, Dave, and it might even be us as well, who want to see this team over the final six have more good than bad in their play. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know if, if results matter as much as the process, particularly the next six games, matter. But I'm curious how you're looking at that, you know, beginning tonight against the team, most likely who we could see in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, it's about how they're playing. So understanding that the other team is going to have a momentum push at some point, and that's really what you're talking about when you say it's impossible to play a full 60. But when the other team surges, how are you handling that? 
are you navigating your way through it? That's a really important part of having success in the playoffs. And it's something the Lightning, frankly, have done extraordinarily well the last two years. They've had long stretches throughout both those playoff runs where they have looked maybe not quite as dominant as they did in the first period against Detroit the other night, but they've had the bulk of the possession and they're pressing, pressing, pressing on the other team. But there have also been segments, and sometimes longer than a segment, sometimes way longer than a segment. I can think back to some games over the last two playoff years when the Lightning came out of it and were like, yeah, we kind of got away with one there and that we didn't we didn't have the puck as much as we want. Maybe we had puck management issues, but they dug in defensively. So even though they they kind of weren't executing that well with the puck, they were holding the fort defensively and not letting too many bad things happen to them. And we had games like that. The one that comes to mind right off the top of my head is game two of the final against Montreal. I mean, Montreal pushed in that game. It was a little bit of a rope-a-dope for the Lightning. Yeah. But they held the Canadians to one goal. So that even though they didn't get a lot of looks, and that was the the game in which they got the great goal from Coleman right at the end of the second period, big play, big goal, and then Palat made a play early in the third. So they made a couple of plays, but the Canadians had way more possession than the Lightning. But the Lightning didn't just let them run over them and give up tons of chances. And so that's the sort of stuff that I'm talking about in these last six. Like tonight, should the Leafs get rolling and they're pressing, are the Lightning limiting chances? How are they defending? Are they able to kind of push back? It's hard to do it immediately, but you start pushing back against that wave of momentum and now you're you're kind of back even and now you can start maybe tilting the ice a little bit too. Those are the really important segments that you're going to see in playoff games that can tip the balance. Yeah. And and speaking frankly, the Lightning haven't handled those surges from the opposition very well. I would say during this homestand. That's why there have been stretches in these games against Anaheim, Winnipeg, and certainly Detroit, where you're like, what are the Lightning doing? Like, what happened? Or why aren't they starting well, like against Winnipeg? The other team is making a push, and the Lightning aren't responding to it well enough. Now, is that mental? Are they bored? I don't know. But I hearken back to what Hedman said earlier today, which is, in the playoffs, they'll be ready. I, I wonder how many people feel better hearing Hedman say something like that. Because in some ways he acknowledges there's an issue, but he's also saying, I think, look, we understand what the problem is right now. It's not working. We get it. We've been inconsistent. But I'm going to tell you right now, I know the guys in this locker room, we're going to be ready once the playoffs start. Mm -hmm. I mean, look, Dave, actions speak louder than words, even for a team that's won back-to-back cups. I understand people not willing to latch onto those comments and take them for what they are. Do I believe Victor Hedman and that leadership group will have this team ready to go for game one of the playoffs? Yeah, I do. And I think if the Lightning do lose Dave in the first round or the second round, or if they just don't win the cup this year, I think it's going to be because the other team was just better than them. Yeah. But you know what? At some point, to your point about Toronto eventually winning a series in the playoffs – this lightning group is going to lose. 
<laughs> it's mm-hmm. just no team has won in the cap era three times in a row. Yeah, we get we get that. We get that. Law of averages would say it's it's slim pickings right now. But if there's a team that can do it, it's the Tampa Bay Lightning. John Owen says, Sergachev embarrassed himself the other night. Point line needs to defend better. Colton and Stammer seem to have chemistry, and that line is shaping up. Feel the team has a concentration problem at times. Playoffs mindset better correct that, or summer vacation will start soon for them. Well, I think they understand that that last part, that having the sort of mental lapses isn't going to fly in the playoffs. No, no. And again, I think the mental lapses... Some of that is going to be, maybe a lot of it, will occur because they're fatigued physically. And I, I know we throw that around because it's not something that we can we can look at on the on the score sheet and say that's a direct result of a team being fatigued. It's just more of a blanket statement. But I, I think you're going to have a pretty good idea, especially as a series wears on. Because I, I think those first couple of games, especially, guys are pumped with adrenaline. You know, they're they're flying out there. The first couple of games, you know, especially that first game, I think guys are going to be ready to go. I think when it gets into the later games in a series, especially how physical it becomes, you may start to get an idea if a team's fatigued or not. And it. it mm-hmm. If the Lightning are, are a little slower to pucks or if they're making some turnovers that you wouldn't normally see them make, you know, that's where I think you can come in and say, yeah, maybe fatigue is starting to settle in. Maybe all of these games the last couple of years, this is the cumulative effect of that, and we're seeing it in game four of the first round. I don't know. And that's why I said I think you have to wait and see how this plays out. I, I think it is nice to hear the players understand they have been inconsistent, and I think acknowledging they'll be ready to go come playoff time is nice to hear. But I think until we see it, for some people, that's not going to be good enough. And it will be interesting to see, especially the goaltending too, how Vassie is rested towards the end of the year. And then that first round of the playoffs, where is he? Yeah, Because that's the other part of this equation that I think is kind of fascinating to watch when it comes to the lightning and and why they've been a little bit inconsistent. I think it's been some breakdowns for sure. And as I said before, partner, I think it's been a little bit of, you know, the goaltending has just been a little bit off and we're just not used to seeing that from the best goaltender in the world. Right. Well, look, he remembers what happened the last time the Leafs were in here. He gave up six which he is now winless in his last six appearances. One of those was a no decision, the game against Anaheim, because Elliott came in relief and got the win. Yes. But the 0-4-1 record started with the loss at home to Toronto. Yes. So I'm sure Vassie would like to to finish up the season series with a much lower goals against <laughs> against a potential first-round opponent. By the way, in case the fans are wondering, and it's pretty easy to look this up, but but it's interesting to to kind of see it day by day. The Capitals lost in overtime last night Yes, in Vegas, so they got a point. So as it stands right now, the, the four teams that are the bottom four teams of the, the eight that are getting in in the East are the Lightning, the Bruins, the Penguins, and the Capitals. So 
the Lightning have the most points, 100. The Bruins have 99. Both the Lightning and Bruins have six games left. The Penguins and Capitals are tied with 97. They both have five games left. But here's the rub. The Bruins and Penguins play each other tonight in Pittsburgh. But that is the last meeting between any of these teams. So my point is that while the Lightning right now are essentially fifth out of eight, if they don't take care of business, all these other teams could pass them. Because when two of the teams play each other, you know one team is getting two points, but one team isn't getting two points. Maybe one, maybe zero. So the the window is still open, if that's the right way of putting it, for the Lightning to, to tumble into that second wild card. I think the odds are still slim. They have a game in hand on both Pittsburgh and Washington, and they would have to be passed by three teams and then lose the tie break in case yeah, you're right. there's a tie there. You're right. So, I mean, the Lightning would do well to win a couple of games coming up here just to secure a spot right. because I think I think you're right. Uh, the likelihood of them falling to that last wild card is very slim, but I guess, you know, it is possible. Uh, right. I mean, it's actually looking pretty decent that Pittsburgh could be that team that ends up falling in one of those wild card spots if they don't get their act together, which would be really interesting taking on the Florida Panthers in the first round most likely. And, uh, now, if you're looking just between the Lightning and Bruins and taking the Capitals and Penguins out of it, you got six games left for both teams separated by a point. Yeah. As it stands right now, the Bruins would win the tiebreak. I don't really see a conceivable way for the Lightning to to overtake the Bruins in regulation wins and regulation overtime wins. They would have to overtake them because the, the next tiebreak – is head-to-head, which the Bruins won that. So if the Lightning are going to finish ahead of the Bruins, they need to finish ahead of the Bruins. But that's very much up for grabs. Six games left, a point separating the two teams. You know, another question to ask as we wait for Luke Fox, who's doing some duties for the uh, for Sportsnet and, and the Maple Leafs today. How many of you sold your tickets for tonight's game? I'm ah, starting to see question. some I'm starting to see some tweets from some people who sold their tickets tonight. One person said could be a history setting night with Stamkos going to the franchise scoring record. Message me for some details if you want that. Um I'm curious to see that because I felt like the last game we did see a lot of Maple Leafs fans, and that's not a surprise. Mm-hmm. I mean They were loud I, too, because their team was Mopping up the ice. Matthews they were. got a hat trick. And look, we understand a lot of people, although as Steve correctly pointed out um, the other day when we were talking, you're seeing a lot of snowbirds go back up north. But, I mean, you still see a lot of people gravitate mm-hmm. towards Florida from the north. And, you know, anytime you get a chance to come to Tampa, you're going you're gonna to take that opportunity, particularly coming from Canada. But I'm curious how many of you out there who have tickets tonight, sold them. I I guess you could get into the reason why. I'm not judging you, by the way. Uh, I understand circumstances out there. If you can make a quick 500 bucks, I think that's what it costs for a loaf of bread right now. I I would take it. I I, I understand that. But I I also, you don't want Amelie Arena turning into, you know, 
Scotiabank either. Right. Uh, I've got to think, and th- there are guidelines, I think, partner, correct me if I'm wrong, that are put in place where that doesn't happen as much, let's put it that way, in the playoffs. But I, I am just curious, in some ways, does it, do you look at it as, you know, portent of things to come? Uh, if this was a playoff game, would you be more inclined to sell your tickets? I, I, I really would be fascinated how many people are doing that or how my, many people are looking at this saying, you know what, I'm going to Amelie, I'm supporting the team. I don't want Toronto and their fans taking over Amelie Arena. I'm kind of fascinated by that part. Well, and how many fans, I think you got that comment, how many fans sold their tickets a week ago, two weeks ago, a month ago, and now they might be missing an historic night with Stamkos? Look, I just, you're right, for sure. I think you want to, if that means something to you, you, I don't think you would. It's also an opportunity, you know, just to to see a core group of players who have won back-to-back cups. Mm -hmm. But again, I understand people's circumstances are way different today than they were a couple of years ago. I get that. You know, you got to do what you got to do. But it it is something that I know before the game, it's always interesting to see. I know Phil looks at it. You know, you do too, and and Steve does as well. We, We like to look at the opposing team's fans. And, you know, the last game, there were a lot of Maple Leafs fans in the building. And I'm curious to see if we do see that tonight uh, in the home barn. Uh, Let me ask you a hypothetical question. Because what you said was, you know, you're not going to grudge a fan who has a chance to make $500, let's say, for the... And I don't Throwing know out a number the there, who knows? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. I don't even know what the secondary market looks like. I don't know if yeah. there's a cap on it, because some of it goes through... Like the NHL is a ticket exchange. So I'm not, I don't, I've never dabbled in that. So part of what I'm asking you comes from ignorance. So fans, if you're listening and you're well experienced in this world, understand that you are way more experienced than me. But I think the motivation for a fan is is fairly straightforward. So I'm going to ask you this. I don't think anybody would begrudge a fan who is unable to make it to a game going and reselling a ticket or tickets. Do you feel differently if the fan is able to go to the game, but is simply choosing to resell the tickets to try and finish in the black, essentially, in that game? Like, make back the money (laughs) that they spent on that game and maybe another game or two. Does it change the way you feel about the fan doing that if the motivation is different? As opposed to, like... I physically can't be at the game, so I'm reselling it. Or I have a chance to make a profit on this, I'm reselling it, even though I yeah. could go to the game. The short Does it change is, the way you feel about it? About that person specifically? Or the motivation, I guess, yeah. No, no, because, look, if, if the if and I'm assuming you're doing it because you want to make some money off of it, I, I'm never going to fault somebody for doing that I mean bigger picture when we talk about athletes and contracts and you you go for a bigger payday on a team that's not very good I'm not going to hold that against an athlete and I, I certainly on a smaller scale if somebody and I, I again I don't know what what people's living situations are in I think in an ideal world you'd sit there and say if you're a fan and you've got tickets and there are no worries financially for you or anything like that and you could make the game that mm-hmm. as a fan you would go to the game and cheer on your team yeah I'm not going to judge you if you, make, if you can make a quick buck and you feel that's what you want to do, 
then I, I can't sit there and judge you because I don't know your situation. So I'm not going to hold that against you. I think on playoff time, there are going to be more people like uh, a fan who's not going to sell their tickets for a quick yeah. buck where I don't think that becomes an issue for a regular season game even. You know, towards the end, you know the Lightning are going to the playoffs. You know, if, if you can make a few extra dollars. And, and maybe you're using that to pay for your playoff tickets. And that's a good point. I, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know what the motivating factor would be. I'm, I'd be curious to see if there's somebody out there uh, that would be in that situation that wants to share that experience with us. Busta, by the way, says the one thing that has served the Lightning well, obviously, is in the postseason. They have successfully integrated the turn the page mentality. Also, the don't lose two in a row mentality. And I think mm-hmm. that Hetty is correct. The playoffs is a whole other animal. They will be ready. Yeah, that's a great point, Busta, which, I mean, the Lightning had that streak alive until March, right? Not losing back-to-back games in regulation. The playoffs, it's just back-to-back games. But that has been an important component to their two cup wins. They have not lost back-to-back games. You know, Lightning's record since the stadium series, which was their final game in February... So since the beginning of March, Lightning's record is 12, 11, and 2. Basically, and I think, right? yeah. And I think that even if there may have been some, some up and down performances prior to March, it never affected their record to the point that they lost back to back games. Because I can remember full well us fielding questions from concerned fans about the team's play prior to March. But starting in March, it's it began to affect their one-loss record. And you can see it. 25 games, they've lost 13 of them. Yeah. 11 in regulation. We're not accustomed to seeing that, for sure. No. Um, Kevin Hughes says, when it comes to the poll question, which we asked, and if you still want to participate, you can. Who do you want to see the lightning face in the first round? Uh, in the lead right now at 30% is Carolina. Uh, the Rangers in Toronto are tied at 29%. The Panthers have gone up one percentage point since we last looked at this. They're at 12%. Kevin says, who doesn't matter? What does matter is us being ready for playoff hockey. We have six games left to get the play style mindset where it needs to be. We're doing a lot of little things wrong now. I'd much rather see six solid losses than six shaky wins. Well, that is somewhat consistent if I can tie it back to to something I've said not only on this show this year but but everywhere that I've been asked to comment on it over the last few years that who you get in the playoffs isn't going to determine as much your fate as how you are playing and I guess every team could say that but I know it's a really simplistic way of putting it but if the Lightning aren't going to play at a championship level, it doesn't matter who they're going to see in the playoffs. But based on what they've shown us, if they can reach that championship level, again, it doesn't really matter who they see. They're capable of beating any team that has different strengths. They can beat a structured defensive team. They can beat a wide-open offensive team. They can beat a team that forechecks like crazy. They can beat a team with a stud goalie that's kind of carried their opponent to the to the point in the playoffs where they're seeing the lightning. They can beat a team that, that tries to intimidate their stars. 
They can beat a team that tries to skill it out with them. They've taken all comers these last eight series. Yeah. So I agree with the fan. It's more about them. Now, Brian Engblom hates it when he hears comments, it's just about us. And he's right. You have to be aware of what the other team is capable of doing to you. But that goes to me part and parcel with how are you handling what the other team is throwing at you? That is on you, right? Well, that I, I agree. I By the way, that. I agree with you. I, I mean, to me, I, I really dislike the 60-minute talk. I yes. even get I even get more annoyed when we are on the cusp of full sixty yet again. And, okay, we got Luke Fox here. We'll we'll keep Luke for about five six minutes. But I really dislike when the other team who loses doesn't give credit to the other team. Yes. Why do you you've think you turn? Why do you think you've turned the puck over? Yes, I, you're not doing things you typically do. Well, the other team had a lot to do with that. <laughs> Let's bring in Luke Fox from Sportsnet as he joins us right now. I know uh, Luke was running around getting things done and. We appreciate coming on, buddy, and I'm wondering, how should we look at this game in general, Luke? Is this a big game for Toronto? No. <laughs> and I, I want to <laughs> say yes, but it's, you know, they're really downplaying the significance of this game, and I think it has to do with the standing and the fact that they're basically cemented in the two-seed and they're going to have uh, home ice advantage in round one, and there's a good chance it could be against these Lightning. So in that respect, it'll be interesting because it could be a playoff preview. But the Maple Leafs are holding things back a little bit tonight. So they're not starting Jack Campbell, who will absolutely be their number one in the playoffs, and probably they're going to basically ride or die with Campbell. you if they get to Eric Schalgren in the playoffs, it probably means that they've lost the series. So they're holding him back, and they're starting to back up, and they're also holding back Austin Matthews. And he's dealing with a very minor injury right now, and were this game one, he'd absolutely be playing. So the fact that you know they're holding these guys back means that they're in, uh, they're in rest mode a little bit. They're in save it for, for the playoffs. Um, but it's... It, that being said, there's still going to be a ton of stars on both sides and a ton of firepower on both sides on the ice tonight, and it could be an interesting game. But the Leafs have their game in order, and I think it's going to be more important for Tampa because they're trying to get into a bit of a groove here heading into the postseason. Luke, relating to the Matthews drive for 60 goals, I totally understand how they want to wait until he's absolutely 100% healthy and not put him in before that point. But if this thing lingers, let's say, through the weekend, is there a calculus there where they're like, you know what, maybe we should rest him more, but we really want him to get to 60. Would they put him in before he's absolutely ready if if – he's down to the last couple of games here and, and he's still at 58 goals. I don't think they would, but I, but in saying that, uh, Shelby Keith just said that he's really close. So I think, you know, and he did come on this road trip, this three game road trip for Toronto. Uh, so I would, honestly, I'd be surprised if he doesn't play in Florida on Saturday and that would give him four games. If he plays them all to, to get two goals. And if you look at his goals per game rate, that should be very doable. Uh, I think it's a number that personally he would like to hit. He'll, he, he's downplaying all these records and all these achievements. 
Um, but I think personally, 60 would mean a little bit something to him. Um, you know, the last person to do it was, was the Lightning, Steven Stamkos, and that was, I think it was a, a decade ago. Um, yeah. So it would be quite an accomplishment uh, for him to, to get that, and I think we are going to see him in three of these last five games, and I think he will do it. Luke Fox joins us here on Power Lunch on Lightning Power Play, getting you set for Lightning and Maple Leafs tonight. Luke, we asked a question on my Twitter page. Who do you want to see the Lightning face in the first round? There are four legitimate options. For Toronto, in your opinion, who do you want to see them play in the first round? From an entertainment standpoint, I'd like to see Tampa, Toronto. I think it would be high-octane hockey. Um, there's just so many potent goal scorers on, on both sides. And, you know, Mitch Marner was saying today, both these teams probably don't get enough credit for how well they are and how smart they are defensively. Uh, so I think that would just be the most entertaining series. I think if you're, you're the Maple Leafs, um, maybe you want Boston. And I say that because there is a mental block that this organization has with the Bruins. And I think if they were to defeat Boston in round one, much like how the Washington Capitals had to defeat the Pittsburgh Penguins en route to their finally winning a Stanley Cup, I think a win over Boston could do wonders for them mentally and propel them to a deep run. So I think maybe if you're the Leafs, that's who you want just to get it out of the way and not have that looming specter of big bad Boston in the back of your head. Uh, but for selfishly enjoying entertaining hockey, I think Leafs Lightning would be a blast. Last one for me, Luke, and I know we're, we're a little short on time, so thanks for squeezing us in uh, before we hit 1 o'clock. I want to ask you about the Calder race. Now, back in 2014, the Lightning had both Tyler Johnson and Andre Palat in the final three with Nathan McKinnon. McKinnon won it. He deserved to win it. But McKinnon was a true rookie that year. Johnson and Palat had played in the minors before, but it was their first NHL season. Michael Bunting is an interesting case because he's having a fantastic year, and he is considered a rookie, but he's 26, and if not for maybe a 56-game season last year, he would have played more games in Arizona. <laughs> it would not be considered a rookie this year. Coop said he feels Mo Sider is going to going to win the award but like make your case for why bunting and he is eligible but make your case whether you feel that bunting should be eligible or maybe should not be eligible based on the fact that he's had a lot more pro experience and frankly nhl experience than than the guys who are also in the running well i would first off i agree with john cooper and i i i believe i'll have a vote and right now i think uh most cider would would be number one on my list but i absolutely think michael bunting should be eligible, and I, I think voters should treat him just as they're treating the other rookies because technically he's a rookie, so he's eligible, so you should treat him as such. Um, you know, he's put up a pile of points. He's been phenomenal at drawing penalties, and that is especially critical in Toronto because they have the number one power play, so every time he, he draws a penalty, he gets the guys on the board. He's meshed with, with really good players in, in Marner and Matthews, and I think some people – look at that as a knock well hey he's getting these points because he's playing with two of the best players in the world well the Leafs have tried other guys with with that line and they haven't been able to to contribute and be valuable and I think it takes something in a player to be able to keep up with 
players like that and actually compliment them, and he's done that. Uh, you don't have to look too far back and see guys with pro experience. You know, think about Artemi Panarin when he won the Calder. He got a ton of pro experience. It was just over overseas in the KHL. So by the rules, he's eligible, and I don't think he should be knocked because of his age. Um, I'm siding with, with Sider because I do think it's a little bit more difficult to step in and be a top-four defenseman in the NHL, and what he's done I think is, is really remarkable. I think it's a little bit easier as a winger, but um, I, I would be – I'd be, I think I'd be disappointed if some of my fellow voters left bunting off their ballot entirely. You get five spots on a Calder ballot, and I don't think he should be punished because of his age, because those are the rules. Luke, we're going to do this again in two weeks, and then we're going to make you a <laughs> permanent permanent member of Power Lunch for that time, so you can come on with Dave and me, and we'll, uh, we'll talk about this series at great length, because I think it would be phenomenal if it does happen, and... A lot of uh, great theater, so to speak. Thank you, buddy, for coming on. We appreciate it, as always. Thanks, Luke. All right, thanks, guys. Hopefully see you soon. You got it, buddy. That is uh, Luke Fox from Sportsnet, and he is the third member of the band <laughs> Dave Michigan and Greg Linnelli. Well, when Paul Kennedy was on with us the other day, he talked about the Boy Scout badges. Luke should get a, a Lightning Radio badge. That's much better than a sticker. Good point by you. He can sew uh, it onto his jacket. I like that. By the way, we mm -hmm. did get somebody that responded to our ticket question. We just asked that at yeah. the end here. What, what are you going to do with your ticket, uh, especially tonight? Are you going to sell it? Are you going to go? Uh, John Owen said, I, I donate my tickets to Vet Ticks for us military veterans if I can't make the game. I do that with my Kansas City Chiefs or Royals tickets. I've been to concerts through this program. Great for vets. That is great. That's awesome. But that's a donation, and I yes. think that that's a little bit different than what's happening for many of the other ticket holders. Yes. But good for you, John. By the way, thank you for your service, because it sounds yes. like he was a military veteran and um, the best in the business. No doubt about that, John. So thank you. We appreciate the honesty there, and I do believe that is all we have for today's show. This was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. A lot of fun doing the show today. We're going to do it again tomorrow. Don't forget that. Noon to one. We'll recap this game and then get you set for the weekend. It's going to be a yeah. busy weekend. Busy weekend. Uh, for us, no doubt about that. Partner, great job. I will talk to you in a few hours. Don't forget, the game tonight is at 8 o'clock. Yeah, ESPN. Yes. So make sure you stay tuned for uh, the game on Lightning Power Play. That's where we want you to listen. And tell us how much you love the, the game call. Uh, Steve, thank you for producing. Thanks to Luke Fox. And uh, I am Greg Linelli. We'll be with you again tomorrow, noon to one, recapping this game on Lighting Power Play.